Ladies and gentlemen, patrons, boys and girls, Yodish beings, thanks for supporting the show, patrons. Uh, what do you say we get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, you know, things you're thinking about on your mind, uh, feelings, so thoughts about the past, present, or future, any emotions or feelings coming up for you, uh... I, I, I know we've talked about emotions and emoting, but have we talked about remotes and emotes? Remote and emote rhyme. And I, I probably realized that before, but but if there's feelings keeping you awake, it could be physical sensations. It could be some sort of change in your life or your routine. Situ, you know, it could be situational stuff or seasonal stuff or just some noise. Uh, I don't know, like, like uh, the term refurbishment is like something like hotels and theme parks use. But uh, if you're nearby a refurbishment, I mean, I feel like I've been going through, I could use a refurbishment. Uh, but whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off that. What I'm going to do is I got this uh, safe place I'm going to set aside. I'm going to rub it. I'm going to smooth it. I'm going to pat it down. I'm going to say safe place. Um, and I'm going to set this, have this safe place smooth and padded and set aside. And what I'll do is I'll send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, superfluous t- tangents. So, so it means I would go off topic. I'll get mixed up. And then I'll say, huh, I never thought of that. Well, anyway, and then I'll go off topic again in a meandering way where you say, well, if, at least if you're going to, because some people go off topic, but they get to the point and then they get back to, but, but I don't do that. Uh, but all of that is to keep you company while you fall asleep, to take your mind off of stuff. That's really my job. And that's the first thing. If you're new, I'm so glad you're here. Regular listeners. How about a round of silent applause or finger applause? Or, you know, do, do people don't really raise the roof anymore, but you could do a one-handed raising, I, I call, call it the curl bump, like poofing your hair in a welcome. We got to come up with something like that. Maybe that'll be it. Uh, we'll cup our elbows. We'll kiss our shoulders in honor of the new listeners. Oh, new listeners, we're so glad you're here. Yeah, I'm, I'm cupping my elbows, man. That is soothing. Holy moly. Talk about underrated. Here's another thing. If somebody says, are you crossing your arms and glaring? You could, you should only use this when you're telling the truth. We say, no, I'm cupping my elbows and chill in, in a thoughtful, soothing way. Uh, this is what I'm doing. You, have, you, have you ever cupped your elbows? What's the difference between, uh, Folding your arms across your chest and cupping your elbows, intention, man. I'm not. I'm. I'm not aware. My arms. My arms are crossed for a, a purpose, so my hands can cup my elbows, just like uh, Elton John sang, "Cut me softly, 
tiny elbows. Uh, uh, and, and he never sang that song, but uh, cut me gently. I'm an elbow. That's what he's saying. Also, he might have said that other one. Oh, wow, how I cup you, tiny elbow. So anyway, if you're new, what I wanted you to let you know is just a few things you might want to know. One, this podcast is pretty different. And it's not everybody's cup of tea, but the people who eventually like it, and that's, I mean, I'll just be honest with you, eventually like it, they say it took two or three times. Because even people that listen to like Elton John podcasts or body awareness podcasts, you probably never heard those all those things associated at once. Or introversion podcasts. Uh, and you say, I don't know if that would make sense on any of those anyway, Scoots. And I'd say, well, yeah, put together, they make sense on a sleep podcast, barely. So that's it. part one is like a, a kind of a two-part. Part one's a two-parter. It, it uh I'm not everyone's cup of tea, so give it a few tries and see how it goes. But this is also not a podcast you really listen to. I think that's one thing that throws new people off because you're listening. And that's why I try to take this time to tell you and tell it again and again. See, that's okay. It's okay you're listening to me right now. Like maybe it leads to you cupping your elbows. I'm going to cup one elbow. Not as good as cupping two elbows. Uh, oh, what do I mean by cupping? Just holding in the palm of my hand uh, or, well, more of my fingers, my cupped fingers. My fingers are cupped and my elbow is in it. Uh, so I'm cupping my elbows. I see you peeing your elbows. Uh, and you say, wait a second. Any kids, feel free to giggle. Or adults, uh, kids at heart, I see you peeing your elbows. I say, you do? Because that would be hard to pull off. Uh, I probably like, it wouldn't be good for my back. Oh, so I'm a podcast you barely listen to. Acquired taste, that's okay. It also takes a few t- times to realize you kind of just barely listen to me. I'm here to keep you company, but I'm your friend that doesn't make a lot of sense or that doesn't talk about it. You say, well, we're friends because I like being around you. But we really don't share a whole lot of interests. Like, you know, when you're around a friend, you really feel comfortable about, or when you miss right now, I've got that forlorn missing my friend feeling of the friends you could be around and there's no social pressure at all. Like you could be in a car and you could not talk for hours. You could be in a car and you could not talk for hours. You say, this was, that was great. I didn't feel like I had, I say, why, why didn't you talk to me that whole, I say, oh, I didn't realize that, uh. I really enjoyed, that's what I love about you. I don't get to talk to you. Well, I was talking the whole time about my uh, my miniature collection and the history of Funko. And I say, oh, oh yeah. No, no, I remember that part. I was talking about me. So this podcast, there's no guilt, though, because that's what I'm here for. You don't have to listen. I'm here to talk and say stuff. Uh, that you just barely have to pay attention to. This podcast also does not put you to sleep. So not only is it a, a podcast you're supposed to normally listen to, this one you don't really, it's also a sleep podcast. We were kind of like the original sleep podcast, but we don't put anybody to sleep. It's irony, I think. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. And, not, and, and then if you can't sleep, 
This is the only podcast that puts people to sleep, but if you can't sleep, I'm here to keep you company. And that's really my strongest and highest mission is to be here whether you need me or not. So that you could count on, you could count on me uh, to, to be, be I'll be here rambling. So those are a couple of things that throw new people off. Podcast is a bit different. Takes some getting used to. You don't really listen to it. It doesn't really put you to sleep. It just keeps you company. Uh, other thing is the structure of the show. And it serves a purpose, but it definitely is not like the structure of other shows. Starts off with a greeting. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Yodish beings everywhere. You know, whether you're from uh, Jeddah or Je- you're a Jedi, like, uh, I want you to feel welcome. So that's uh, the, that's the greeting. Then there's business. That's how we keep the show free, which is what I like. Uh, anybody Anybody can listen whenever they want. And the people that support the sponsors enable us to do that. Then there's an intro. The intro goes from minute, what, like six, eight to minute 20 something. And during the intro, I kind of just, I mean, I've been told in, 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 in not so nice terms and lots of nice terms, man, in the intro, you really never get to the point. Most of that's positive. They say you never talk about anything of substance. You kind of almost do. And I say, yeah, that's, I work really hard at it. So, yeah, so the intro, oh, so, oh, the intro, so the intro, the idea of the intro is that it introduces new people to podcasts, but for regular listeners and new people, it gives you a chance to unwind. And as you become a regular listener, you could kind of decide how you want to use the intro. There's 3% of people that skip ahead to 20 minutes. There's some people that listen to intros most of the time. Sometimes they skip them. And then there's a variety of listeners that listen to the intro in different ways. Some people are in bed getting cozy. Oh, boy, you look so cozy there. Other people are starting their bedtime routine or getting ready for bed or doing something relaxing. We're just laying around chilling. So that's a, that's the other way to use it. Or some people are waking up or listening all night. So you can kind of see how it goes. And you could switch it up. I mean, the podcast it gets used at different times by different people in different ways. But the whole purpose of the intro is to give you some separation, to let the sun set on the day, but to give you some sort of warm light in the night to keep you company. I guess like a nightlight, but I don't use nightlights because I need, I, 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 again, I, I try to get my room as dark as possible. And then these lights keep popping. I said, where'd that light come from? What is up with that? Even the ones that have settings, they say, oh no, well, only one of our two lights has a setting to turn it off. Uh, the other one's always on. And I say to the, I say, well, what in the heck? Why'd you put a setting on only one of the two lights? Uh, oh, for convenience, uh, customer feedback. You say, well, could you get that? Uh, can I? Well, that way you, that, that you know it's uh, it's active. Okay, never mind. Uh, so that's the intro. Then there's business between the intro and the show. That's how podcast business intro. That's just tr- podcast structure. Then there'll be our discussion of the Mandalorian, and that'll probably go from minute 20 to minute 60-something, I think. I recorded it yesterday. It's pretty long. And we'll have Wendy Marstrap in there and then some thank yous. So that's the structure of the show. 
Uh, the only other thing to know is the reason I make the show is because, I one, I know how it feels in the deep, dark night. Tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. I've been through all those things. Uh, so if I can help with that, it would be my honor because I don't want you to have to dread bedtime. My goal is to either make it something that feels neutral or something to say, well, at least Scoots will be there. My boar bud, my boar bay, my boar bestie, my boar friend. Uh, my Borber, whatever, to keep me company and take my mind to stuff and be a little goofy or a lot goofy. So that's one thing. The other thing is you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you could rest. And if you get that rest, your life will be more manageable. Your life will be fuller. And our world will be a better place to live in. Uh, like, like I said, like, and then you could be a port in someone's storm or, or that calm listener. Or you'll be calm and be able to, you know, better care for yourself or your family or, or the people you encounter during the day. You don't have to do that, like, uh, but it's a way I kind of <laughs> I romanticize uh, my job. Uh, but it, really what it comes down to is you're important and you getting the rest you need is important. And sometimes it can be hard to feel that way, but it, it's true. So I guess that's it. I'm really glad you're here. I work really hard on this show. I really yearn and I strive. I appreciate you coming by. And I really hope I can help you get some sleep. Thanks. All right, everybody. It's uh, Scoots here. This is it. The uh, final episode of the season. The Mandalorian is allies uh, attempt to something rescue, according to the, uh, oh boy. I'm not super skilled at it. It always starts where I ended the episode, and then I got to re like do. Well, here's what happens. I, I well, then I have to um, do the uh, scroll back with uh, my right hand. I'm right hand. I'm left handed, but my my notes are in my left hand. So, you know, like I'm holding my notes uh, calmly in my left hand. I didn't know that I held my notes normally in my left hand, but that's my quieter hand, I think. So then I had to reach up and make sure that the Mandalorian got back. And then I scrolled over to another, uh, actually to my Yoga Beachbody app. Uh, and then I had to scroll back here to Mandalorian. I was oh, I was doing the uh, Beachbody uh, uh, relax uh, from the three-week yoga thing. And um, with uh, faith, I, I like that one. Holy cow, my, do, do I sound relaxed? Because I feel relaxed. And this episode ends with, compared to la last season, this episode does, I'm going to try not to spoil, like, one thing. And I had, I guess we'll just go on a little tangent here before we get started. I did manage not to be spoiled. I'm pretty good at that. I did happen to look at a friend's Twitter the morning, because I thought I'd be safe. Like so, Mandalorian comes it comes out on Fridays. I think is memory memory, whatever, which never does serve correctly. Anyway, it was actually the Mystery Bards Twitter, because I wanted. I was looking for a song of his, uh, and then I saw that he posted just something about the emotions. He didn't actually post a spoiler, but he talked about like uh, having crying uh, at the end of the ep or during the episode. So that did not spoil me, and actually ended up working out as a big misdirect for me in a good way. And also reminded me that day to say, okay, you know, social media blockdown or whatever. Let's let's stay clear until we watch it. So I don't want to, I mean, I guess if you're listening to this, uh, 
you'll probably be able to figure it out, or you probably already got spoiled. If I do spoil it for you, I apologize. But hopefully you'll be, it'll, you know, hopefully it'll spoil your dreams in a good way. Uh, and you see, doesn't somebody, isn't, who says cutie patootie? Or is that someone in my personal life that says that? I think it's a character on something. But we're back on the plus here. I'll run through a couple pages of my notes like we've been doing. You have something I want. Uh, Jin Jaren says, Dark Saber, does he have it? Doctor, Tano, I don't know what that says. Tyron, oh, Typhon, I think. Uh, Gorge, Grogu, Stress, Grogu Zone. Maybe that says Grogu Stairs, not my Jedi. No one said that. Not my Jedi left. Not many Jedi left. Grogu out. Moff and Mando message. Lucasfilm, Star Wars. And then we have an Imperial shuttle, or former Imperial shuttle, the Boba versus the Boba ship. Boba 1 calling. Can you come in? Oh, it's not the name of your ship? Sorry, Boba. Uh, this is Scooter calling Boba 1. Come in, Boba 1. Oh, it's still not called Boba 1 over? Uh, 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 go ahead, Boba 1. Oh, no, it's not Boba 1. Boba 1, do you have any Boba balls? In, Boba 1, this is Scooter calling. What would happen if you cryogenically froze Boba balls? Could you do that for me? Over. Go ahead, Boba 1. Boba One, are you there? Boba One, is it Fennec Shand? I never, like, uh, I'm not good with names. Uh, Boba One. Boba One, can you hear me? Are you there, Boba One? I feel like a little bit, uh, like, a, that's a Judy Bloom. What if I wrote that? Uh, are you there, Boba One? It's me, Scooter. No, no one's, no one's pushing for Judy Bloom's Star Wars fan fiction written by Scooter. So we have that those two ships. Boba One is pursuing it. There's a doctor on. Is there a doctor on board? There is. Uh, doctor uh, Pershing. Shut your mouth. This isn't your laboratory. So we got a person that doesn't appreciate. Like, uh, see, how do you know? I guess it, maybe that person knows more about. For this guy to be such a know-it-all, I said, you're flying an Imperial shuttle, dude. Like, take it easy. Uh, we get a Boba Blast, uh, Ice Cannon, uh, Ion Cannon, actually. All down. Prepare for boarding. Pirates, uh, ship goes up in front. That was cool. So the ship, so we were in the cockpit of the Imperial shuttle, and then Boba 1 goes up in front of us, uh, and there's good music, and you just say, whoa, if that happened and I was on that, I would be intimidated. I put so cool and intimidating. Pilots have soft helmets, double question mark. That's a good point, Scooter. I don't know if shuttle pilots dress different than they, well, I, I do know shuttle pilots dress differently than, uh, what do you call those other type of pilots? And they had soft helmets on. What bat? Oh, they also, I, I, I'm not into the deep dives because I don't want to get spoiled, but they also, I said, what are those badges they're wearing or labels or whatever? There's good clank. Uh, the door opens, we get the Mando whistling music, hands are up. Uh, before you make a mistake, this is Dr. Pershing. We're not, uh, is the kid okay? Uh-huh. Grass Pershing? 
Stay back, dropper. Easy, pal. Not with him out. Buddy takes him out. Listen to me. Top time. Target out. Uh, ear hurts for Pershing. Mando. Blue pump music. Uh, title five. Titles. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Even more up music than normal after the title. It had a little, a little bit extra fanfare. Okay, and then we'll come back. So let's run it. So we we're do, right now it's going through the recap. And, you know, who would skip the recap? I guess people would. We see uh, uh, the other Mandalorian people. We see the lab. We see the fish person whose name I already forgot. Dr. Pershing. Uh, 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 man Grogu. I knew how to pronounce it as Shokatano, but now I can't do it anymore because I said there's no S in it, I don't think. But I don't say, I can't say a Hok, oh, it's not a Hokatano either. So then we see, okay, then we got the, uh, what I think was interesting is that the, there's like, it felt like there was a little bit of a reference to, to Battlestar Galactica, the 70s series, and then, of course, a wonderful star from Battlestar Galactic, Katie. Or Kate uh, from this the 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 more recent Battlestar Galactica. The the finale was right around when my daughter was born. Okay, now my screen's going through the Star Wars thing, like uh, that music, which is a nice theme. And then we start with the lasers, I think, uh, and the chase is on. Oh, I got to turn on the closed captioning. Holy mackerel! I don't know the problem is then I have to remember then I have trouble turning it off and then my daughter says nope and then I always end up exiting out because we watch TV on our Xbox so that's like not as it's, it works great but it's more complicated than well when your dad's running it because it doesn't have its own remote so you have a remote I have a remote that works with it that works well except when I'm working it I would like to know also what the symbol on. Boba Fett's chest means and his new painted stuff. Uh, Boba One comes in, a couple of uh, soft helmets. I mean, talk about soft helmets. There's, oh, those are first order things, I think, on their sides. But those two are soft helmeted. These two, uh, they look like they're related, the two pilots. One is such is more cranky than me in the morning. Now we have Boba One passing by. They're looking around. Pershing is not super nervous, I guess, because he's just, uh, I don't understand. I'd like to learn more about this Dr. Pershing. Um, like somehow he must have some other motiva- secret motivation we never know about. That's just what I'm guessing. Boba is dealing with the pilots. The pilots are dealing with Dr. Pershing. Then uh, they say, leave it alone, drop trooper. And the one pilot thinks he's going to bargain. Then he starts talking trash about Alderaan. Because uh, he's like, I got a top-tier clone engineer here. And I want to use him for negotiation purposes. Uh, you wish you never left Alderaan that I toasted. I saw the tear. You know what else I saw? I was working that day. And she tries, she tries back like a little joke. He says, I was on the Death Star. Which one? Sounds like he says millions of people were on those bases, which, um, 
said, really? Millions? Uh, but maybe he's talking about Alderaan. And, you know, he's got a wild view of things, which she says bye-bye to him. And we, Mando turns towards the camera, and he's a little up in blue. Beautiful and blue is our Mandalorian. And then we get the title, and uh, then we see two moons and a planet. And it's kind of like a desert-style planet. Boba One's going in. And it's a planet with, like, these giant uh, uh, power plants or steam plants or something, which is a really cool effect. I love anything, like, giant stuff. Uh, and they're, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. They could be creating atmosphere. They could be making power. They could be doing something else. But uh, they land. We see a, another... Uh, ship i don't know like somewhat not a fancy ship but a ship that looks like it could go fast and a cantina and mando and boba walk mando and boba walk into a bar this bar had a lot of daylight though and everybody looks at them like oh boy got a couple of gritos and then we see that it's uh um characters whose names i can't remember but uh eventually i may and Mando and Boba walk over. I'll remember him, uh, maybe. Mando says, hey, what's up? Uh, and they say, uh, we're not bounty hunters. I need your help. Uh, we serve a higher purpose. He says, they took the kid. And who took the kid? Moff Gideon. Well, good luck. You'll never find Moff Gideon. He's beyond. Well, we found him at a, a power plant or something. Boba Fett does not appreciate. He's like, I don't like this attitude. They say, we don't like you're wearing that armor. You know, you're not a Mandalorian. He goes, yeah, no. Uh, they call him a sidekick. Uh, and then he says something like, uh, I didn't understand. So they kind of have, a, like, so um, the two sidekicks uh, have a showdown. Neither one will be sidekicks for very long. They're both obviously leads. And Mando says, I got Moff's in a light cruiser. I could give that to you. Boba Fett says, dude, I could use a light cruiser. You didn't offer it to me. And they said, we could take it back. Mandalore, he's like, it doesn't exist. They say, you're a disgrace to the armor. He says, "My arm. this is Boba. My armor belonged to my father. He knows she's a princess. Uh, and then they kind of say, we don't like clones. Uh, my voice might be the last one. Then he dan- they dance, uh, a little dance-off. Uh, learn that Boba's not as tough as he acts. Uh, he's pretty evenly matched. Um, and then they do a little flame-out, and they say, enough, enough. We never should have lost our planet. Let's cut this out. If we could have just got along, we're all hot-headed. We'll help you for exchange for the light cruiser. That way we get back Mandalore. And if we do, we'd like to have you help, too. I really think you're great. And, you know, we got to get out of exile. Mandalore says, fair enough. Uh, and then she says, also, Gideon has this thing, and he had Darksaber. Ancient weapon that can cut through anything, except uh, pure Beskar. I say, okay, good exposition. And she goes, I'm going to take that back from the moth. Uh, so just let me, the dark saber's restored to me. Then Mandalore will be in my reach. And I say, I wonder if this is forming a showdown for next season, you know. And Mandalore says, the kid's my only priority. So then we go to the planning, planning session. 
We got Pershing. He's like sitting there thinking. They check out the light cruiser. Used to have several hundred of a crew. Now, now it barely has anybody. And Pershing says, well, not exactly. It's got a platoon of dark troopers, uh, garrison. And uh, those are the ones that grabbed the child. How many? And he goes, these are third generation. They're not suits. Uh, he goes, the human was a weakness. Uh, so they're droids. Mandalorian gives, they say, where are they bivouacked? He says, they're in cold storage because they use so much power in the cargo bay. So they're kept at the ready. Fennec says, how long to power them up? A few minutes. Uh, where's the kid? The brig. Uh, you know, easy to find, easy enough to find. Okay, we'll split up. Uh, Mandalorian says, I go alone. They say, fine. And, uh, I'm sorry, I cannot remember the, the the former queen of the Mandalore, what, her name, but uh, I, my brain is just not. Uh, but she comes with the plan. Phase one, distress call in, on, the sh- on the ship, uh, pursing ship, the Lambda shuttle. Then we emergency land, block the fighter tube, cutting off any interceptors. Then we ina- disembark maximum initiative, neutralize the launch bay. And then go through the make you know go into the decks. Uh, we'll be a misdirection for you. You slip through the shadows, get the kid, and uh, say, "Oh, geez, well the dark troopers could be skanking the old scud pipe." Uh, and she says, "Can't you shut him down?" And she, Fennec says, "Yeah, take his key and seal him off. Anything else we can handle." And then we'll meet you at the bridge. Then we see we go into hyperspace with Boba One and uh, the shuttle, and we see through the bridge. Let me just run through my notes. Uh, yeah, oh no, this is we already went through. What do we got? Mando and Boba walk into a bar. Oh boy, Spotchka, spot a couple other Mandos. No helmets. Need your help. Uh, Oh, but it's not like sidekicks. Uh, Mando offers the light cruiser. Uh, turn that planet to glass. Father. Something. Something like backbone. Something. I don't know. Will We will help you in exchange for ship. Fair enough. Uh, something warp out through anything. Almost anything. Anyone. Pure Beskar. Help me rescue the child, and you can have anything you want. He is my only priority. A23, A26, three ships at sunset, Pershing and Cuffs, Blueprint, third generation suits no longer. Cold storage, few minutes perhaps, Brig, split, I go alone. Phase one. Misdirections, your ship, through, you slip through the shadows, real stink in the scud pipe, uh, nut at something, hyperspace, Moff Gideon is mine, I need him, as long as he smirks, uh, one as long as he smirks, uh, live to talk before those two. 2743, that's their number. Emergency docking, launch TIE fighters, 
uh, gets a look. Oh, this was like uh, 1145 on the bridge. So whoever's playing like one of the senior deck officers is someone I recognize, but I haven't been able to figure it out even on, I think I looked on Wikipedia. She's she's from something else. A really great actress, but she's just playing kind of like the head, I don't know, like the admiral or something, or the commander of the ship. And Moff Gideon says, uh, she's trying to get something done. And he says, launch the TIE Fighters. And she just gives him this look, this WTF look that I love. That's at 1145. Uh, TIE Fighters launch music, request denied, clear the launch tube, stand down. Woo hoo, woo woo. Boba breaks, Moff mad, hang on. Boba busts them out. Uh, they took took the launch bay. Uh, Moff stressed, uh, activate the dark troopers. Oh, yeah, 1345, the industrial trooper music. Their eyes go red, very old school Battlestar Galactica. Uh, the Mando comes off, all is quiet, squad, all clear to clear bridge, uh, all spike. Oh, there's like a tri- trick while they're on a bridge, uh, a little trap, but the jetpacks solve that. Uh, Mando sneaks, troopers, uh, umbilical cords go loose, steamed cargo bay, cover me, sneak and shoot, uh, troopers break free. Mando sneaks, uh, gun jammed, got you, elevator, troops march, Mando gets there. A little late, it has to take on one trooper who gets free. You see that they're very tough not to crack, uh, but not tougher than Beskar. Artok, uh, oh, airlock, goodbye. Dank Farrick, uh, need help, uh, Birding fair, weapons system dis- disarmed. Where's Gideon? Mando takes out guards. So let's run through that on the live screen here. Can't believe my brain can't remember any of the characters' names. I mean, this is why I make a sleep podcast, I guess. Boba Fett, Mandalor- Mandalorian, Din Djarin, Fennec Shand, and then who's it? Uh, not um, you think of real the real names, but not their characters' names. Uh, I mean, this is of course why you make a sleep podcast, though. Okay, so we see a shuttle. Boba ones in uh, trailing it. Uh, they head towards the thing. I always wonder. They say, "Don't didn't we send the? Wasn't it different pilots when we sent that ship out?" They say, "Okay, Lombada shuttle two seven. You got to get some emergency docking. And they say, hold on, we're going to launch some TIE fighters. Don't do anything. Mer- you know, they say, no, 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 we're nervous. It's bubble one. And they say, yeah, just wait for us. Uh, stay clear. We're deploying. And they say, Did you, have you heard of bubble one? It's a, they say, there's a load of bubble balls on here. Weaponized bubble balls. They launched two TIE fighters, yeah, which is pretty cool. I don't know if we've seen this kind of activity before in such a detail. And then 
some really good piloting to make the uh, TIE fighters go off course. And then they go right into the launch tube, which just was their plan. They're the skank in the scud pipe or the whatever skink in the scud pipe. They say, wait a second, negative, negative. Oh, Bo-Katan. I'm sorry, Bo-Katan. And, but they fly in, clear the launch tube, but then everybody's like, oh boy, we got a ship coming in here. Hangar control, stand down. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that's what that said. Did they manage to land in the uh, launch tube very easily? So that is good for, I mean, that's like a design flaw. A lot of a lot of design flaws in these Empire ships and bases. Oh, yeah, only, well, you only need one place to launch TIE fighters from. What do you think? Somebody's going to come in there and land? And they say, well, it turns out somebody did. Boba has no problem making quick work of the TIE fighters and then jumps to hyperspace. Then there's cool steam, clear the launch tube. What are you doing? Taking stormtroopers out, that's what we're doing. Should never stormed any troops. Uh, And this is cool. Like, this is a great, I mean, this episode has really, really great action sequences. So we get this really uh, extensive, uh, like, sneaking, like, boarding party action sequence. And then interspersed with uh, Mando creeping and then the dark troopers getting activated. Uh, with again, like mu- like theme- thematic music, uh, that fits it all. Yeah, the Mando comes down in the steam. Must be hard to walk down. You really have to have good. Here's the thing: if you're on, if you enter the Star Wars universe, make sure you have shoes that have good grips. Because uh, if you got to walk up and down all those ramps, uh, you want to have good traction. So Mando's looking, then there's a cool bridge over like a space hole, which I don't know, I mean, for dramatic purposes, it serves something. I don't know what purpose it would serve for the ship uh, to have a space hole, like a big space hole. I mean, I'm sure it does serve some purpose. They say, oh, yeah, it's good for, you know, it's how we get our vitamin D and stuff. Uh, But there's like a double trap. so at first it seems, oh no, all is lost, but we realize that the two uh, Mandalorians are uh, out. They take out those stormtroopers. There's smiles and there's more action. And meanwhile, Mando's, he has to do some ducking and dodging. He manages to go on stealth mode uh, and avoid any contact. Which is a reason in the moment that everything happens, as you know, three, two, one contact. But yeah, so he's sneaking, looking around. The, the, the uh, whatever you call it, the dark troopers are pretty much ready to go. They, they hit like 80%. And there's a lot of them, and they got a lot of cool lights. Uh, and then they get into a hangar or storage, yeah, I guess a storage hangar, cargo bay, cover me. Uh, but they make their way through, like, uh, Fennec really shines, uh, like, action style. Like, there, there's a, all the characters get good action moves, but Fennec has the best moves. Yeah, or Lucis does the coolest, like, yeah, dodges out of the way, leans out of the way. And then they go down a hall, uh, 
covering, everybody's covering one another, which is always nice. Uh, the dark troopers are starting to march. So they're getting ready to leave cold storage, you know, which no one could like, uh, Mando's looking, he, he encounters this one droid, which was like up in the episode art, uh, like some sort of protocol style droid. Yeah, then we have the hall, like another hallway. They're getting closer to the bridge. Those are to the elevator to get to the bridge. Uh, gun jams, uh, uses it as a tool. We see great teamwork, everybody covering one another. They get to the elevator, trying to fix the big, big weapon. Alarms going off as the dark troopers get ready to exit. Mando sneaks around the corner right as the door opens with one dark trooper stepping out. He's like, oh, man. So he tries to lock the door. And one of the troopers grabs the door because he's and then uh, opens it really strong. But the door's still trying to close, so only that one trooper gets out. And him and Mando have to dance for a while. And Mando's helmet gets dented. Uh, Mando, like, uh, ha- like you just learn, yeah, these are tough nuts to crack until you have the best scar. But really cool usage, usage of, like, uh, I don't know, of actual mechanics. Uh, like, I don't know if they went to, like, what do you call that? Like, in one of those factories where you, uh, I don't even know what that technology's called, but, you know, with arms and, and motors and stuff like that, robotics. Uh, but the, uh, the Mando opens the old, he tries to open the airlock once, then that's when he best scars the, uh, trooper. Oh, first he, uh, whistles it or whatever, uses his whistling birds which gives him enough time to uh, get his Beskar tool. And then he, like, opens the airlock. And he said, that was too, again, I did not say, oh, that was too easy. I said, well, I did say it a little bit. Uh, I said, all the dark troopers go out of the airlock. That's, like, billions of dollars, probably. Meanwhile, they're trying to fix their gun. Bo-Katan's saying, oh, Cardoon and Bo-Katan, are you going to be ready? You don't worry. They go down a hall from the elevator to the bridge, and they make quick work of it. Uh, and again, this was like, this was the first time I took pause, because it was like halfway into the episode, and they already took the bridge uh, with authority. Uh, no. They get the keys, Wesley weapons, Casca Reeves, weapon system disarmed. No Gideon. And we see two stormtroopers guarding the brig. Mando rolls up on them. He uh, he doesn't have a problem with that. Uh, goes into the room. Moff Gideon and uh, Oso are in there together uh, with the dark blade. Oso looks a little down. He says, Papa, Papa. And Mando says, do not uh, test my patience. This is my kid. Drop, you know, but then uh, Moff Gideon says, put your blaster down. He says, okay, I will. And he says, push it over here. Uh, very nice. Mando says, just give me the kid. He goes, the kid's fine where he is. 
He says, this sword used to belong to Bo-Katan. Yeah, I know everything. No, you've been traveling with Bo-Katan. Assume I know everything. Yeah, your wrist launcher is fired. It's one and only salvo. Man, he goes, what what are you doing? Uh, And Moff Gideon says, yeah, I bet Bo-Katan and her boarding party are here. They arrived at the bridge. They didn't find me. Uh Uh-huh. And he goes, she's really looking for this. but I'm not here. I'm here, not there. And Moff Gideon says, uh, you know, he's saying, oh, I represent order and peace in the universe, blah, blah, blah. Now they're going to worry. He goes, but she really just wants this uh, dark blade, a dark saber, because it brings power. And Mando's like, he goes, yeah, whoever wields this sword has the right to the Mandalorian throne. Mando goes, listen, dude, I just want the kid. I don't know what you're making speeches about. Uh, Why don't you just hit the road, take your uh, fancy sword, and uh, and he goes, yeah, I already got what I needed. Uh, Some samples. uh, Wanted to see, you know, get an idea. He's very gifted, this child. And rare properties, potential to bring order back to the galaxy. And Mando looks at Oso. Oso looks at Mando. Big Eye City. Uh, and then Moff says, I see you have a bond with him. Shakes his head. Uh, he goes, take him. He goes, we'll go our separate ways. Because uh, you got to get off the ship, though. And Mando goes, sure. And he goes to pick up... Uh, Oh, so, of course, Moff tries to double-cross him, but Mando's in a, a suit of Beskar. And, you know, Moff has an initial initiative, uh, but this is a big mistake because, uh, you know, Mandalorian, like, uh, can dance. Uh, so they have, a like, a, like a, what is that called? Like a flag dance where you dance with your flagpole things? Oh, ribbon dancing. And Mandalorian's like, I got a ribbon dancing spire made of pure Beskar, man. There's no chance. Uh, but uh, Moff Gideon is not, uh, he doesn't listen. But uh, Mandalorian doesn't have any problems da- out dancing Moff Gideon. And, uh, I mean, it makes quick work of Moff uh, And you say, okay, again, you say, okay, that was only five or ten more minutes. Okay, let me run through my uh, notes. Okay, opens the door. Oh, so coughed, uh, looking sad. Moff with the blade. Drop the blaster. Kick it over. Give me the kid. Kid is just fine. Long talk. You keep it. I just want the kid. Very well. I've already got what I want. Oh, so and Papa share a look. I see your bond. Moff shakes his head. Uh, the old double cross, uh, 2330, it's, it's on. Hottest, best scar. Not a match. You're sparing me? This should be interesting. And we see the back of Bo-Katan on the bridge. Turns, Mando and Moff, uh, and Droid, something, share. Everyone a bit stunned. I yell, oh no. Laughs, uh. Just take it. Oh, I yield. Uh, how many? 
uh, Fanny, Nun, Music, 2625, Troopers on Board, a Platoon. Troopers much? Oh, Troopers March, Moffleys on something. This is what had me stressed. Uh, there was always a blaster close to Moff, and then it got even closer. And since I knew, like, there was that the mystery bard cried, I said, oh, no. But don't worry, all will be well. Scan, scantily claws, uh, Mando sets Oso down. Don't worry, kid. Dark Troopers music, uh, seal the blast doors. They march, they're here. Helmets on, door punch mode. Moff smiles, uh, blasters up. Moff makes a speech. Moff, uh, something. Oh, then there's various, uh, Shots of all the squad's reaction. Trooper doors, tension. Alarm rings, X-wing. One X-wing, great. Uh, incoming craft, identify yourself. Oso oh, coos, ears move. Uh, troopers take a break. Why did they stop? Uh, music changes. Moth breeds. Shots of the squad. Cloak on the security cam. Bo-Katan whispers, a Jedi who makes quick work. Uh, green lightsaber kicks him behind. Oso waddles or something, warbles, I think. Uh, 3125 gloved hand. Moff watches on multiple cams as the squad goes down. Moff makes his move, which is a total fail. But that was where it was stressful for me. Moff makes one last attempt, fails three times or two times. Uh, Jedi, it's easy work for the Jedi. Oso puts his hand up on a screen that shows a security cam. Mando sees the last group of troopers uh, go bye bye. Mando then Mando watches. Then there's more shot reaction shots of the squad. Total Jedi, cr- crushing the can mode for the last one. Oh, so blank, bl- blinks or something, looks at Mando, groans, pick me up, Papa. Open the doors, I said, open up the doors. Like Elsa said, or Anna said, open up the gates. Uh, what are you, a wild man? 3419, Stever Grand Lightsaber. Uh, oh, green lightsaber, big belt buckle. That was the one thing I didn't recognize. I said, wait a second, is this who I think it is? Because I don't recognize that gigantic belt buckle. Uh, WTF, old theme, so that kind of aligns. And Mando says, are you a Jedi? I am. He puts his hand out. Come, little one. Oso uh, hides uh, behind his chair. Mando picks him up, holds him. Facto, three question marks. Oso touches helmets. Oh, face to face. Soft keyboard music. Visor off. Oso looks, touches chin. All right, pal, time to go. Don't be afraid. Sets him down. Oso coos and hugs his leg. Then a D2 of R2s comes in, rolls up. Uh, kids love D2 R2s. 
It's not going to not spoil it, but I don't know. He goes from three legs to one leg mode, which Oso loves. Then R2 bows. Oso and R2 communicate. Uh, R2 squeals. Jedi and Mando nod. Oso goes, yo, Jedi, pick me up. That's my favorite part. Uh, There's big music. Jedi and Oso, may the force be with you. There's kind of like a zoom out, dolly shot out, uh, Oso over the shoulder. And then there's big, big Mando music as Mando and the squad look to the elevator. And then we get face shots of Mando and Oso, tears uh, crying. The door closes in the episode and the season almost end. There's a little teaser trailer. But there's no art. Uh, they just go through the credits. And then we see two sons, the Hut Palace, Gamarian Guards, uh, some hut on a throne. Not a, famili- not a hut that I'm familiar with. Uh, he says, Demuska. And then there's a blast, a blast. Uh, Fennec shows up. She's in the house. And then Boba rolls up. Uh, and the hut says, oh, Boba, hello. So glad to see you. I heard you- there's so many rumors about you going bye-bye. And Boba goes, time for you to go bye-bye. It was really good music. And then it was very piratey. I mean, in a good way. Like, this was like a pirate's life for me style. Like, Boba sits on the phone. I mean, on the throne. On the throne. And Fennec goes and grabs, like, uh, some, uh, whatever that drink's called. The blue drink. Uh, and she brings it over and like sits on the side of the throne. It was so cool. Very, it's called the Book of Boba Fett. And that was the end of the te- teaser trailer. So let's hop back. We got, uh, let's see, we got the back of uh, Bo Katan. She's glaring. Then Mando comes and he's with the Moff. Uh, she's like, what in the hay? Moff's like, hey, what's up? Uh, lost the Darksaber to this cat. And uh, Mando goes, yeah, we got him. She goes, what happened? He goes, Kara Dune says, he, we need him. Uh, now the Republic's going to get uh, to interview him. And Moff goes, no, no, no not about that. He, she needs that Darksaber. She's got to win it in battle. And Mando goes, no, I yield. Just take it. I don't need it. And he goes, no, no, it belongs to you. It's like... Uh, Got to win it in battle. Said, you know, so it sets up some tension. And Mando tries. He says, no, no, it's a mythology, mythological weapon. Must be won in battle. Hardy, har, har. So it kind of creates some un- unintended consequences, clearly. Mando goes, come on, just take a thing. I yield. You won it. Uh, this is fair. We work together. But Moff Gideon is cracking himself up. He goes, it's not the Darksaber, it's the power of the story. She's a pretender to the throne, hardy har har. And she goes, well, he's right, I can't take it. Uh, she says, he's right, I can't take it. That's when the Dark Troopers come back. Uh, and uh, that's when Moff Gideon thinks, oh boy, I won again. We're being boarded. How many life forms? Zero. It's the uh, Dark Troopers. So they come on board. There's some cool shots and, of course, the great music. Uh, you're about to face off with a platoon of troopers. You're toast. Uh, you couldn't even handle one. 
And he's really, you know, pleased with himself. Oh, they actually go up through that space thing. So maybe it was for them uh, the, where the bridge is. So they start marching. Some of them, they, I think they land on different parts of the ship or maybe not. Maybe just at one part. We get to see the security cams. Uh, and that's when we have all the tension. Definitely like a few cool minutes of tension building. Like it's. Uh, really well done because you say okay no chance and we see them go into door pounding mode which is really cool everybody gets ready takes their breaths like okay we'll we'll still get this we're gonna get through this somehow uh yeah like when they go into door pounding mode it is cool so they i don't know everything builds up in a really good way and Moff, the Moff is, like, uh, so pleased with himself. Uh, and it's just this really slow. And he goes, yeah, well, Moff even said, well, you got a lot. But you got a nice team here, but uh, this is it. Uh, it's over. I don't know if he's talking to Mando or to, yeah, I guess he's talking to, I don't know, he's talking to Mando. Child be mine and the dark saber. And that's when we get to Jedi, which we were, I mean, I didn't realize which Jedi would be, but I was like, okay, Jedi's here, uh, answers the call, but it is a while. Uh, and then, uh, we just get some more really fun action sequences with the Jedi taking out all the troopers over about five minutes, 10 minutes, maybe. And some really fun stuff, really advanced level Jedi stuff, like pulling, pushing. Then uh, uh, Moff tries to take out, yeah, he does take the three-part plan. First he goes after Bogotan, fails. Then he goes after Oso, Mando dives in front. Uh, then he tries to de-Moff, de uh, and Cara Dune says, no, you're coming with me. Then we get more Jedi. And a lot of different shots, too, of the Jedi, like close, like, uh, I don't know, there's shots from the cam, the security cams, the, I don't know, like, uh, anything kind of moving forward, it kind of sets, uh, I, I don't know, just really enjoyable, I guess what I'm saying. Also, you get really good shine on the dark troopers, because you have the last group of them, right, like, by the door, at the, waiting for the elevator. And that's when this Jedi comes up, uh, and even in close quarters, uh, it's like, uh, nothing doing. And Mando and Oso are watching, they're like, holy moly. Uh, so then, but I guess everybody watching is like, well, what if it's not a good Jedi? Which for a second I was like, what if, what if it isn't a good, what if it's like, uh, what's his name? The dude, the Jedi that didn't wear a shirt. I said, what if he's got no shirt on underneath that uh, robe with a giant belt buckle? But we see that he does. We see it's a familiar face. Uh, young, young, uh, super young youngster. You say, holy mackerel. Hello, angel eyes. Uh, yeah, Oso watches. He says, uh, come with me. And then Amanda says, he doesn't want to go with you. And he goes, yeah, he wants your permission to come. So he says, yeah, he doesn't want to go with you. You know, Jedi, sorry. He goes, yeah, you just want your permission. He's strong with the force, but he's got to get some training. And he goes, don't worry, I'll protect him. 
everything I have, uh, but he was only going to be safe uh, if he gets his abilities under control. And Mandalorian goes over there, picks him up. Oh, boy. Old Zim. Must have been tough for all the other actors to just uh, have to stand at attention. I'm looking at Fennec, and she is standing there. Uh, and the man says, oh, don't worry, I'll see you again. I promise. Oso's looking at him, touches his helmet first. Uh, and that's where we see this great uh, journey of the Mandalorian character, I th- in my opinion, uh, and his helmet and his belief system. And then the introduction of not just Boba Fett, like Bo-Katan and Boba Fett as these other branches of uh, armor-wearing Mandalorian-related uh, type situation. And like Boba uh, also goes, oh, Papa, stroke your beard. And Papa has to close his eyes. He says, uh, and then he smiles. It has to be hard for the Mandalorian, right? Because he's like a sworn off. Uh, and he goes, time to go. Mosa goes, oh, and puts his ears down, says, don't be afraid. This Jedi, he goes, you know, I'll be coming to visit at some point, and the Jedi will keep good care of you. We see a great shot of the Mandalorian's leather boots as Grogu hugs one of them, and he looks down. That's when R2 rolls up, uh, and Oso whips around and says, what in the heck is that thing? Two legs switches to three legs. Oso has to walk up to it. And then they talk. R2 does the R2 thing, like where he, you know, vibrates like a trash can. First he bows down. But yeah, they must speak. R2 must speak Yodish. And the Jedi nods his head. Mandalorian nods his head. And uh, then he said, the best part is, yeah, Oso goes, yo, Jedi, come pick pick me up. Change my diaper, man. I don't care if you're the last of the last Jedi or the first Jedi. And uh, they look at one another. May the force be with you. And he walks off and then we get this, a couple, sh- you know, all the reaction shots and then. Oh, yeah, pretty good one of, like, when they pull out of the Mandalorian, it makes one last kind of uncomfortable nod with his strong feelings. And then we get the, you know, naturally, the, the, the well, it's a slow delivery, slow build to the tears. The tears really do slowly form. Uh, once, uh, and I guess at the right time, too, once they're on the elevator, as the elevator door closes, uh, that's when we see... Mandalorian has tears in his eyes, and I think Oso does too. I don't know. Do Yodish beings have tear, tear ducts? I think they do. He does like a, the Mandalorian even does like an uptick with his chin. And that's when it closes. And then, like I said, the the Boba stuff. So I'm looking forward to that uh, Book of Boba Fett series. So, all in all, really, really great season. I uh, really enjoyed covering it and watching it, and I got to watch the season. I know someone that never seen, hasn't seen season one and really enjoyed uh, this season, and especially maybe Grogu, the child, Oso. So I appreciate it, and uh, just got a couple of things to, to check in with Wendy Marstrap about. Uh, good night. Hey, everybody, this is your friend uh, Wendy Marstrap. Uh, it's windy again, like the wind.
Though it's okay to call me Wendy, I don't mind. Uh, I just some people say, "How do you spell?" It? Well, no one sent me any fan mail, but I know that one dad likes some fan mail. I mean, I don't have anywhere to send it because Scooter would have to go get me back out of the Star Wars universe. Long to, Scooter says, "Not only is it a long time ago, and again, he goes, it's really a galaxy far, far away, and then where I live is in the outer ba- outer rims." And I guess Scooter gets lost because he says, which way is the Outer Banks? He, he says, he goes on the map, he says, Outer Banks. Uh, and then he, he also, you know, he has trouble spelling. And so then he ends up uh, ends up taking him longer. And he always says that, far, far away, add more fars in there. Long time to get there. Won't be long ago by the time I get back. Uh, harumphity humph. But anyway, I'm Dewey, I'm, I'm Wendy Marstrap, and my, I'm here with my best friend, Dewey the Dewback. It's funny, Dewey does not read, and Dewey's gotten a lot more uh, fan mail. He even has people showing up, uh, like the, the, one of the, 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 the sand crawlers came by when Dewey and I were out for, for just a walk, uh, just walking and thinking, and whist, I was whistling. I like to whistle for Dewey. But this sand crawler full of Jawas came out, and I said, well, I don't need anything, and this is my Dewback, Dewey. And they just wanted to meet Dewey, and they said, they, you know, eventually we found a way to communicate. They wanted to shake Dewey's hand, and I said, Dewey's a, du- a quadruped. It's not possible. And then they, they actually trained Dewey to shake hands. I was impressed. Then they wanted me, they said they owed him. I said, yeah, you get to meet Dewey. Uh, and then I said, by the way, you know, that's not just teaching Dewey, because there was a lot of Jawas at all, and they were taking their pictures with Dewey. Anyway, I guess I'm just buying time because it's my last time with all of you, and I know I'm going to miss all, you know, I'm going to miss you. And so I, I guess I was just trying to take more time. So Scooter would probably say, can you get to the the episode, Chapter 16, the notes I have prepared for you? Just two things we have to cover, but they're pretty in-depth. We're going over the Star Wars fandom. There's actually three Hut entries, H-U-T-T. The first one is a Hut clan, and this is in canon. Also known as a Hut cartel, or the Huts is, you know, powerful CR. I mean, I'm familiar with them. We've talked about it because I'm from the same area. Uh, is uh, many famous huts and now famous vets, uh, but it's a galaxy. They're you know powerful for CRIME. It started around the time of the Cologne Wars, uh, governed by the Grand Hut Council. Uh, there's five hut families. Uh, the clan was one of the members of the five syndicates, uh, and they aligned themselves with the Galactic Republic during the Cologne Wars. Though they did have dealings with Darth Maul, uh, the Shadow Collective. Um, during the Civil War, you know, we dealt with mercenaries. You know, we had to deal with a group of mercenaries on Tatooine. We established, or we, I don't know, I'm reading, established alliance with the Galactic Empire. Uh, then after Jabba, you know, power did wane. Is that all we need to cover? I mean, yeah, we had power and influence over the outer rim, uh, hyperspace lanes. Uh, we did have, they did have rivals. Uh, don't worry, I'm saying we, I'm just a little confused. I'm not really that familiar with, uh, they wouldn't have me. I mean, let's just be honest. 
But the organization, they have the Grand Hut Council, Astrography. Uh, Hut space was the domain of the Hut clan in the Outer Rim Territories. Uh, Expanded in the expansion region during the Clone Wars uh, to the borders of the Inner Rim. But the Separatists wouldn't have them. So that's one entry. There's a couple other ones, but I think we covered, maybe we covered it. The Grand Hut Council. Or the Hut Grand Council, or the Hut Council, ruling body of the Huts, uh, Nal Hut, uh, and a number. Oh, that's on the Hut world of Nal Hut. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever visit that. I don't know if you'd want to go. Like, I mean, not trying to be judgmental, but would you want to go to a world of? Uh, I mean, I guess some people would. Uh, they did align themselves with the Darth Maul and the Shadow Collective after the takeover of Mandalore. So I got a feeling this hut stuff's not done. Hut cartel. Uh, whoops, I pressed the wrong button on Scooter Singmajig here. He's going to say, Dewey, did you put your tongue on my tablet? Okay, hut cartel. Oh, I clicked the wrong button again. Guess I'm new to this. Uh, it's only in one dimension or two. So the Hut Cartel or the New Hut Empire was a criminal syndicate. Uh, Hut's job uh, held a considerable power. Also, you know, had its own army and Starfleet. Uh, dealt with the Zan Consortium in the Old Republic uh, during the Great Galactic War. They didn't like the Sith Emperor during the Cold War. We ran the Hollow Net. Uh, and so there's a lot in here. That's in the ca- legends. So there's a difference between canon and legends, uh, I think, if I click that button. But nothing, I don't think anything you're missing out on. So that's a little bit about it. And then lightsabers had come in different colors. So Scooter said he went to Vox.com. Bill Edwards wrote an article on May 4th, 2015, about Star Wars colors, Star Wars lightsaber colors explained. So this is here's some some of them and what they mean. So there's green, and it says the mood peace through peace through force when necessary. Jedi counselor members who prefer negotiation and mediation, but have strong force abilities, we use a green. Luke Skywalker, Yoda, Qui Gon Jinn. Uh, red is for evil and power. Sith and dark Jedi. Uh, these sabers are powered by synthetic crystals. Darth Vader, Darth Sidious, Darth Maul, Chiron, Kylo Ren. A light sky blue, that's justice and protection. Jedi Guardians, uh, they're very good at They're very good with it. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker. A lavender, that would be for a sleep podcast or moral ambiguity. Mace Windu, Mara Jade. They could use both techniques, light and dark side, aggressive side. Uh, purple could be a mix of blue and red. Yellow may be for intrigue and pursuit. Jedi Sentinels, Yarl Poof, Plo Koon, Negotiation, that's more of a reddish orange. Yaddle uses that one. Sentinel Class, Stealth and Ingenuity. Uh, then a yellow with a little bit of, like, more of a mustard. That's strength on the light side. Highly skilled, like Kuran. And then a sunset color, physical strength, uh, powerful Jedi. 
Extreme Strength, Lobaka, use that one. A gray, whitish gray one, calm and clear. Those who are calm, remain calm and focused on the living force, it's Terra Sanube. The Dark Saber was even here back in the day. Self obsession, pre Vizala. Uh, and then one that's just white is obedience and service. Uh, those with obedience to a larger cause, Imperial Knights. But we saw that used in the season two. Now, how they use them. Uh, they get their, They come from kyber crystals, which are found in uh, frozen caves in the world of Ilum, uh, uh, though they could be replaced by Kunda stones. Sith had red-hued synthetic crystals. There are some inconsistencies in the lore, and uh, some categorizations might be uh, of the colors, you know, they may be. And there's quirks abound, so there are caveats. Uh, Let's check the fandom, Star Wars uh, fandom.com for lightsaber crystal, uh, also known as kyber crystals. Uh, they uh, were widely vari- wi- variety of crystals, gems, stones used as energy source for a lightsaber. Uh, crystals that resonated to produce an efficient, powerful blade. Uh, in different places, uh, Jedi and Sith used the different ones for different skills, colors, and abilities. Uh, they could even enhance the Force skills of a user. Uh, during the Great Sith War, they were used uh, Kunda stones uh, from uh, planet Cadrill Ka- in place of crystals. Um, what else? Uh, you ha- after you place it in lightsaber, you have to imbue it with the Force uh, and meditate on the crystal for many days. Uh, significance of colors, they, you know, they talk about it. They even show pre-Vasala known lightsaber crystals. There's a nice long list and Force crystals and holy moly, a lot of stuff, even behind the scenes stuff. Uh, but that's it for now. This is your friend, uh, Wendy Marstrap, saying I'll see you soon. Hopefully May May the 5th, May the 4th, or whatever around then. But if if not, I'll see you whenever Scooter comes and gets me. I'll, otherwise, if you're on uh, Tatooine or anywhere else, I'll be walking. Look look for me and do it the do-back. Uh, or if you ever need any travel tips, you could reach me. Um, I don't know how you could reach me because Scoot, don't reach me through Scooter because he says, I'm not, you know, I'll be back because they say, you're going to pick me up for uh, May the 4th uh, in your world. And he says, um, he says, yeah, I'll see you. Don't worry. I'll see you soon. Do you have that recording made? That's what he just said to me. Now I said, oh, let me go do it. Sorry about that. Uh, I make a tent under Dewey the Dewback. Uh, so I'm sitting with my back against the Dewback. In the sand under a big blanket. That's why I sound so good. Scooter does say that. You sound great. So thanks and good night, everybody. From uh, Wendy Marstrap, Dewey the Dewback, Scooter, and uh, a big salute to everyone involved in the creation of Mandalorian. Good night.